I will never write a single line which I have not first felt in my own heart. He'll teach you everything. Truer words were never spoken. All right. Language and writing were made available. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. It's that's a weird opening. It's John. This is John helps you write better. I'm sorry for trying to be weird. I uh, let, let's just go talk about writing. Okay, here we go. We've spent the better part of the week, if not the entire week so far, talking about marketing. And now today we're going to get into this some into a few, not all, because I don't think I can do all of that in audio. We're going to talk about some nuts and bolts. I want to talk about how to market. Like just straight up, what do you have to do? And whenever I do this, people really want something very, very crunchy. They want like, okay, on this website, what do I say? How do I do it? Do I type in this box and click this button? As if they've never encountered a website before, as if all of a sudden all their like usual behaviors and practices somehow cease to be. I don't understand how that happens. I didn't ask for that to happen. That's some dumb shit. I want no part of that. There's no one way to market on one platform. I know, I know. If you've been a long time, you know, comrade of mine or listener or supporter of mine, you've heard me give the here's how you market on X, here's how you market on Y workshop or conversation or answer to a question. And while those things are sort of accurate, my approach is different now. Why is my approach different? Because the platforms are different. This isn't about looking at things in terms of here is a star-shaped hole. You better make a star-shaped peg and fill that hole. That's the old approach. And while that is still arguably technically true, it is not the best strategy anymore. You don't want to only give exactly and expressly what they want because all that, all that does is feed the algorithm and perpetuate the behaviors that are currently ongoing when those behaviors are the things making you feel inadequate, inept, or like silenced or unheard. Why would we want to keep that going? If you keep doing the same thing as everybody else, it is incredibly unlikely that you are suddenly going to get different results than everybody else got or that you have previously gotten. If you want different results, you got to do something different, which means we need to approach this differently. So this is not a conversation of platform-specific strategy. This is a conversation about overall strategy that you, a human being, will have to use your brain to tailor and adjust to fit whatever platform it is, whether we're talking long form, whether we're talking short form, you get to pick and choose how you tailor this info. No more handouts, no more try and just fill in the blanks Mad Lib style, because while that was fun for me to do once, it became irritating to do the 15 to 17 other times I had to do it just because everybody wants that quick, lazy, sloppy approach. And I won't do it anymore. So today, we're going to talk marketing from a construction standpoint. And we are going to specifically look at how the majority of current marketing strategies fall a little flat. 
because not not for the sake of the strategy, but because so many people are doing them that the strategy has lost its hook. Normally what happens when we are writing, as we talked about yesterday, we want to try and craft our language, whether that's a sentence, a paragraph, a page, or whatever, craft our language such that we are expressing with confidence and implied certainty that this thing we have for sale is meeting a want or a need. And the descriptive details you give, how you're going to talk about the castle and the princess and the stakes and the risks and the dragon and the dangers and the this is and the that's of the story are validation for the fact that, hey, I'm talking about this thing that's exciting that's going to really help you not feel bored. It doesn't matter if you talk about the dragon first or third. It doesn't matter if you talk about the princess and her backstory. It matters how you talk about those things. How you talk about whatever things is the part that matters. There is no one magic formula here. This comes down to you expressing what you know in a way that you are comfortable with for your purpose. See how many yous were in that? See how often I talked about what you want to do? That's because writing is the act of making decisions and marketing is just a series of decisions. I want to talk to you about this thing and I'm going to talk to you about this thing in this way because I think if I do it in this way as opposed to that way or this other way, I'm going to get the goal I want, which is to get you to see that my thing can possibly be a solution to a problem you are having or a problem I see you having. We do this in a variety of ways. We're going to do this with short sentences when we want to move the reader, whomever they might be, the possible consumer, whomever they might be, forward with short, brief information. When we want to build tension, when we want to increase momentum, not because we want to get it over and done quickly, but because we're adding inertia behind the idea we're talking about. We're going to use longer sentences or more descriptive sentences when we want to lay out an idea and let somebody sit and think about it. Maybe that includes a comma. Maybe that includes a couple commas. Who the fuck knows? You won't know until you write the sentence. That's not the point. Don't get hung up on the commas. Just understand that there's two different values to long or short sentences. And being able to toggle between the two, being able to use them both and alternate, not necessarily one to one to one back and forth and back and forth, but being able to know that, okay, I'm better with a short sentence here and better with a long sentence there helps you say what you want to say. The majority of people struggle with marketing because they don't know what to say, which is why they're looking for those, hey, do this for me, fill in the blank solutions. It doesn't matter what you say, just talk about the thing you want to talk about in a way that makes it sound like someone else who's looking for that thing would say, yes, I'm interested. Assume they are while you are crafting the thing you're making. Okay, I'm going to write sales copy now for my book. My book is a cyberpunk detective story. Cool. Okay, I'm going to assume that someone's going to click the link to buy my cyberpunk detective story because they like cyberpunk detective stories. I do not need to launch into a, a lengthy treatise as to why they, a high fantasy reader who loves dwarves, suddenly has to get into my cyberpunk detective story and stop reading fantasy. 
I don't give a shit. I don't want them to read fantasy. I don't care if they read fantasy. I just want them to buy this book, which means I need to talk about this book in a way that connects with them. Independent and separate from all the other things they like. Independent and separate from all the other things that could go on in their lives. Maybe they like peaches. Maybe they like plums. Maybe they've never had a nectarine. Maybe they don't like goldfish. I don't know. None of that matters. The point is they've got this want or a need and my shit can fill it. So what am I going to say? Well, here's what my book is about. There's a detective She's down on her luck. Why is she down on her luck? Well, she's had some bad luck with cases, and now one more case is coming in. Will she have bad luck? I don't know. Let's find out. I could dress that up. I can polish that with a number of things. I could talk about the, you know, the strangeness of the robots. I could talk about the fact that it's over a rainy weekend, that she's got to do it before the bomb goes off somewhere in the city. I don't know. I can find a way to make my story sound engaging. For a lot of people, they describe their story in sort of the same way they're describing the fact that they just cleaned a toilet, that they just did this unpleasant but somewhat necessary, regularly, you know, boring, dull, I hate doing it, but I got to talk about it fact. Yep, did laundry. Yep, had to wash dishes. Yeah, don't talk about your book that way. We're trying to meet this person's need and we're trying to do it in a way that isn't forcibly persuasive because remember, we can't change anybody. We can't make somebody do it. We can just encourage them to say yes. But we want to do it in a way that expresses our confidence and our awareness of what's in our own story. If you talk about it in a dull-ass way, how do you want somebody to respond? Remember, we're trying to encourage people here. So we pick and choose our sentences. We know that if we put too many long sentences together, the reader's going to kind of space out because holy shit, look how many words that is. Look how much language that is to parse. If we have too many short sentences, it's going to feel like we're either being pelted with little snowballs and just one after the other, in this staccato thing and nothing's really going to have any effect. Or it's going to feel like you're just racing through everything because you just want it over and done with. So don't do that either. How will I know if it's good enough? Give it to people to read. Ask for help. You're not in this alone. One of the problems, one of the major problems that people have when they run into marketing is that they see what other people are doing and they assume, for whatever reason, that what other people are doing has to be working because they're doing it and everybody else is doing it. Okay, so if I write my story in the sense of like my story is this story meets that story and we use other published material then that's how i'll sell my book my book is the born identity meets oceans 11 oh okay is, is your story the born identity meets oceans 11 should i just assume that you've taken the two plots filed the serials number off and now a group of super spies with amnesia suddenly have to commit some kind of heist is it exactly that? Is it exactly that? And they're, they're just sort of building a, a dirty dozen team of, of criminals to stick one over on somebody? Like, is that, that's exactly what your story is? Well, is it possible that you could talk about your story without mentioning somebody else's story? When you used to give a book report in school, when you, you used to talk to everybody about what you had to do over your summer vacation, did you start it off by saying, my summer vacation was an awful lot like Charlie's summer vacation? Did No, you didn't do that. I didn't do that either. So why do you think it would be okay to do that here? Because you see everybody else doing it? 
I'm going to sound like my mom for a minute. If everybody decided to jump off a bridge, would you jump off too? Because you just because you saw him do it. The reason why that strategy of my story is X plus Y equals book is because it assumes one, you're mentioning things the reader knows about. Because what what the fuck are you going to do if nobody's read the Born Identity? Or if you mention a, a popular romance novel, what if your what if your possible consumer isn't well read in romance, like they just got in romance? And you're asking them, or you're mentioning books that they didn't like, or worse, you're mentioning books that they hated. My book is Finnegan's Wake meets uh, The Ender Saga. Okay, you just mentioned two things I can't stand. So how is that supposed to encourage me? You might be proud. You might say, these are my two strongest selling points. My books have these things in common. My books are like this in tone or vibe but you're not using them in an encouraging way. And just by doing what everybody else is doing, you are not really expressing yourself. No matter what you write, no matter how long it is, whether it's 25 pages in a Substack newsletter or it's a webpage on your, on your website or it's a two-second, you know, I just wrote three sentences and I pitched it out on Twitter or I'm recording 30 seconds of audio to go in front of somebody's podcast or whatever, if you're busy telling everybody that your stuff is like somebody else's, you are not being you. You are busy telling everybody about somebody else's work. You are not necessarily doing the best job you can talking about your work. Whether it's short paragraphs or long form, you always have to talk from a position of the most strength and clarity possible, which means you want to talk about your work your way and if you, to your friends, would never describe it as the Born Identity meets Ocean's Eleven, why on earth would you suddenly think that it's fine to do it on Twitter or Facebook? You don't have to do what everybody else is doing. One of the reasons why everybody keeps doing it is because they see other people doing it. Do you know how not necessarily effective that is? It is not one accepted format and everybody has to do it. I understand that you see and feel a lot of social pressure to do it like everybody else, but you don't have to. And I know it takes tremendous courage to do things differently, to talk about it differently, to do more than just write two sentences and post a link and walk away. Write two sentences, post a link and walk away. Try and think about how this is a conversation. Try to think about how we are looking to fill a want or need. I'm guilty. I'm so guilty of doing this. If you go look at any of the promo posts I do for a chat or any promo post I do for a workshop, I so often just do, here's a date, here's a time, here's a link, here's what it is, I'm out. Why? Because I don't like social media so much anymore. Because my anxiety is up through the roof. Because I don't get any traction because it's you got to feed the algorithm to get noticed. And I don't want to be a guy feeding algorithms all day like they're parking meters. I don't want to do that. I want to be me. I want to express myself. So I do it in different formats like this podcast. And yes, I understand that I have to play the game in order to get people to listen to the podcast or whatever, but I'm willing to play that game because at least I can control it. You control your marketing. You get to talk about what you want to talk about, how you want to talk about it. It matters that way. Do you understand? Short sentences, long sentences, long form, short form, audio, video, whatevs. Your goal is to anticipate and understand, okay, you're, look, you're feeling bored. You probably want a story. I'm going to talk to you about a story in a non-boring way. 
I'm encouraging you to make a sale. I'm not forcing. I can't force. It's a conversation. You can always say no. And if you do, it doesn't reflect poorly on me. It was just, hey, I gave it a try. There are zero ways this is different from, hey, do you want some ice cream? I'm going to get some ice cream. And they go, no. And then you go and get ice cream. It's no different. Why is it no different? Because they just rejected you. Okay. Life still moves on. Our construction must come from a position of confidence because if we start off rejecting ourselves, other people are going to see that and go, oh, this must be what I'm supposed to do. I'm watching this person teach me how to engage with them. So if they're always coming to me kind of meek and timid and afraid and hesitant, I'm going to have to meet their energy. I'm going to have to meet them in that behavior. So they come meek, I got to come meek. I don't want to overpower them. I don't want to be like, ah, I'm all up in your face. So I got I to gotta dial it back because I see them dialing it back. Likewise, when somebody's all up on me like, hey, what's going on? Here's this thing I got. I'm going to rise to that level because I don't want to be seen or felt like, oh, my God, they're just coming at me in a million different ways. Match the energy of the other person and they will match yours, which means if we always come from a position of certainty and confidence, not arrogance, not this sense of like, I got to climb the mountain and shout how much better I am than everybody else, but just this sense of, okay, I'm going to talk about a thing right now, and I've got a couple points that I think are really interesting, and the way I'm going to present them is equally interesting. And then I'm going to encourage you to make a sale. I'm going to make it as easy as possible to make a sale if you want to make a sale based on what I've said. That's it. That's it. That's, that's the whole trick in a nutshell. How we do that is a million different attempts. 10,000 billion tries. We'll try this word, this sentence, this idea, that idea. What if I put this first? What if I put this eighth? What if I don't say this? What if I say that? It's all just trial and error. And people hate that because there's no certainty to it. Well, there's no certainty in really anything, but there's no certainty in this because all we're doing is encouraging the possibility of a transaction to happen. Some people like to hedge their bets because they know people love to give out free shit. I love free shit. And I am guilty of this. I love free shit. So they, they start mass producing like PDFs, you know, sign up for my newsletter, get, you know, 25 ways to lick stamps or whatever the hell it is. Right. And, and that's a really popular thing. It's called a freebie or a sales funnel or a giveaway or, you know, promo shit or anything like that. Um, that's fine. But again, so many people do that. It's almost expected, but here's why it doesn't work. So let's say you write this thing, whatever it is, doesn't matter what it is. The level of writing craft and care you put into that is going to be assumed to be the level of craft and care you put into your work. So if you sandbag it or you're, you're hesitant and it's not sure, I've never had to give a freebie away. I don't know if I've written this really well, or your freebie is so radically different than the thing you're talking about. I normally write, you know, fantasy novels, but here's my freebie on, you know, 25 recipes for dinner. The disparity between those two things is really off-putting. Also, do you really want to prime everybody to expect that you're always going to give them something before you offer a transaction? You, you don't have to, like, bribe them. You should be good enough, confident enough, capable enough. I mean, you wrote a book, so you're pretty good with language. You should be confident enough to say, hey, I've got this story. Let me tell you about it. Just give me a couple seconds. Give me a couple sentences. Let me tell you about the story. And maybe, hopefully, I think it'll encourage you to say yes and check it out. And then you just play to your strengths. You don't need a freebie. You don't need a sales funnel. 
Okay. You don't need to get lost in jargon. You don't need to become a marketing expert. Simple, straightforward strategies are going to do way, way better. Just be honest. Just be authentic. Just be confident. Remember that you are encouraging someone to make a sale. You are encouraging someone to get a need or a want met. It is a conversation, not a demand, not a threat, not throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. Give that some thought. I'll talk to you tomorrow.